0: This is the Unseminary Podcast, stuff you wish they taught in seminary.
1: Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name is Christine, and I am joined by Rich, the founder of Unseminary. Rich, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. So glad to be here with you, dear.
1: Dear. (laughs) Today, we are talking about five forgotten ingredients in your church's giving moments. Rich, for those who are listening, um, just give them a refresher. What is a giving moment?
0: Okay, so a giving moment are those few moments in a service, whether you're in person or online, uh, that are dedicated to encourage your people towards generosity. So back when we used to be just in person all the time, it might be before we received the offering, it might be a part of the service, but now we have done this online as well. It's those few minutes every day, and, you know, and, and usually most churches have at least a couple minutes around this uh some maybe up to as many 10 minutes it's that part of the service that's that's focused on um on giving now i think this particular part of your service is critically important in fact I would say, although it's not a silver bullet, there is no silver bullet. This is not the one thing. If you're looking to generate new revenue, it's not like just do this, but this would be where I think a lot of churches should start. It's an opportunity for you to invest weekly, to really leverage the fact that we meet 50, 52 times a year, uh, and to leverage that opportunity to get out in front of your people and to really shape the, uh, the thinking and the kind of culture around generosity. I think it's critically important.
1: Awesome. Well, we've got five different ingredients. Uh, Point number one is all about manners. So number one says, don't forget to say thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, you remember when you were a kid and your mom gave you that advice? Every time someone gives you something, say thank you. I don't know why churches don't do this as well. Uh, And this is in a lot of ways. Like I think we should be doing more acknowledgement in general. Um, but specifically in this part, part of our service, I really do think that a critical ingredient is that every week we are saying, thank you. Uh, we don't just blow past this. One of the things that gets often missed is the opportunity to say, to thank people, to slow down and to show appreciation for their generosity. The reality of it is, is that your uh people have hundreds of other churches and nonprofits that they could choose to give to and frankly they're choosing to give to you it's pretty amazing uh, and also, you know, there's, so that's the reason why you do it. Another kind of aspect of this is people tend to repeat those things that make them feel good. So when we feel good about something, we're more likely to do that again. That's just how human psychology works. And by taking time to thank your people during service and to create a positive emotion in that moment, will ultimately encourage them to repeat their giving. So slow down, thank people. Every time you talk about money at your church, uh, there's a bigger discussion we give around to this. There's a lot more other ways we could thank people, but this is one way you could do that.
1: All right, this next point is all about making it personal. Now, I, you know, my favorite genre of movie (laughs) is based on a true story. So I love story. I can listen to wedding speeches all day long. And so this is actually my favorite point here. Um, Tell us more about making sure that your giving moment is personal.
0: Yeah, when was the last time that whoever... Uh, was doing the offering, was doing that part of your service, Reference their own giving. That actually talked about the difference it's making in their lives. So, so we believe that helping people move towards a more generous lifestyle is better for them. We're not trying to get money from them. We actually think the best thing for people is to live a generous lifestyle. And so I would encourage the people who are doing these giving moments to get personal every once in a while, to actually talk about it. Some of this is as simple as when you're maybe talking about the fact that you give online, that, hey, you can talk about, hey, that's how we do it. or you could talk about how, man, it's just you love being a part of this and maybe give an example of that. Or if something comes up around your home um, about how, uh, you know, the fact that you give to the church and you're so thankful for it, to actually reference that. This also raises a bit of a bigger issue that I hope I'm not stepping on too many toes. Well, maybe I am actually should be stepping on people's toes on on this one. I, I want you to lean in, listeners. Uh, if you are making the decision around who is going to... Uh, do this giving moment the question I would ask of you is, are they modeling generosity in their own lives? Are they the kind of people who, frankly, are giving at a generous level to the church? Now, you might define that in different ways. I would say kind of table stakes, the kind of getting started would be, uh, are they are they tithing? Are they giving 10% of their income? And I would say even to the church. And and I would put that as a bar for who are the people that are talking about generosity. And this is the reason Why? People can smell when you're trying to sell something that you're not smoking, when you're trying to, uh, you know, when you're not taking your, the food that you're trying to give away, when you're trying to convince other people to do something that you're not doing, People pick up on that, and so actually, one of the things that could be holding back the generosity culture of your church is just the people who get up and talk about it. And so, so I would ask you, you dear listener, if you're the one that does this regularly, are you give regularly to your church? Are you the kind of person that is tithing plus to your church? Mm-hmm. Um, and are, if if it's it shouldn't just be like given to someone. They, they just happen to be on the agenda to give. Uh, I really do think you should be putting people up to do this moment who are exhibiting generosity in their lives. That should be a bare minimum standard. Uh, you push back on that, listeners, if you don't think that's, uh, but I do think that's a red line. It should be an important piece of the selection process of who's leading this part of the service.
1: Absolutely. People can sniff out inauthenticity, just like I can sniff out an inauthentic wedding speech.
0: <laughs> sure, it's, that is true. No, but who true, love right? people stories know that. will know yes. whether it's coming from. They'll the pick heart that or up not. and they'll be like, "Oh, wait a second; those people aren't being authentic."
1: All right, now this um, piece of the service is something that happens every week. It gets repeated over and over again, and so it's important to do number three, which says you need to add some variety.
0: Okay, so if you can recite the giving moment in your church by heart, you're doing <laughs> it wrong. In fact, put it this way, if your people can recite the giving moment uh, in your church by heart, then you're doing it wrong. Even
1: worse, if your pastor's kids can recite the giving moment by heart. (laughs) this
0: is a problem. These moments need to be recrafted every single weekend. Uh, Each one needs to be new and fresh. We need to find ways to make it creative and a part of this is to not fall back on verbal crutches to not just say the same thing over and over and over uh ensure that you're not just repeating it uh time and again and now this is important so the human mind is literally a pattern recognition machine Uh, this means that your people's brains they literally are looking for patterns so they can predict where things are going and they actually their brain begins to shut down this is brain science they begin Uh, their brain begins to shut down if they know where the thing is going. The reason why they do that is because your brain is looking to conserve energy and it says, oh, I know where this is going. I'm shutting down. So actually what you need to do is to interrupt the pattern. There's a bit of a, there's, and there's a whole other conversation we could have here on communication uh, from a communication point of view, because people like patterns. They actually like when things are the same because of this brain science thing, but actually um, what you want to do is have a pattern interrupt. So they you kind of surprise them. It's this idea of why is comedy funny? Because there's the setup and then there's the delivery. There's the like, ooh, that's a little bit different. So if you're constantly performing the exact same giving moment, your, your congregation's brains will literally turn off. So you need to add some variety, do something different, go out of your way to ensure that people are hearing something different every time you talk about the giving moment.
1: All right. Well, this maybe this next point has to do with that. You know, I've been to churches where a different host actually comes out, and the giving moment becomes a little bit of a mini teaching time. Um, th- your point number four is to slow down and not to rush it. Is can you take it too far? Could this be too long? Maybe the interruption of a new host helps in that regard. I'm not sure. What do you think?
0: Yeah, great question. So first of all, I think what you're highlighting there is churches making the decision around who's going to get up and do the offering moment, the giving moment, because they're picking people who they're like, hey, these folks are generous. So that's a good practice. I actually don't think that you can overdo this or maybe put it the other way. I think most churches rush this part of their service. So if I was to go and visit 10 of your churches this weekend, I would say eight out of 10 are blowing through this way too quickly. Uh, Oftentimes, and I love the worship people among us, I love the singer people among us, but they see this part of the service as a distraction See my note pr- prior about being generous and how maybe people who aren't generous uh, Ooh, want to avoid ouch. this. Ouch! That's a little bit of a sting there, but I think it's true. I'd ask that question. The, the, so I actually think most churches are are running way too fast through this. So you need to slow down and ensure that it is a speed bump. Think about what Jesus talked about. He said, "Man, where your where your money is, there your heart is." Man, we want to take time to. Uh, ensure that people are aligning what they believe with how they act with how they behave. So actually the example you used about bringing someone else out, um, I think that's a good best practice. Our friends at Hillsong do that. Uh, And you you may be unaware of that, actually every weekend a part of their service pattern all over the world, it's like a 10 minute talk. It's not just like a little thing. It's like, we're gonna open the Bible now and we're gonna have a piece of scripture and we're gonna talk about generosity. That's every single weekend. The one thing, you may not love Hillsong, but the one thing you cannot debate is they are well-funded. Um, and I think there's a connection between those twos. The fact that they have taught their people consistently about how generosity is connected to their spiritual life is a part of the reason why Hillsong is who they are today. So, so, so yes, I, I would say most churches can work at slowing this thing down, making this part a longer piece. I would even say, you know, sure, maybe you're trying to be a 65 minute service add another five minutes. Stop worrying about that last five minutes and add another five minutes for this. Or maybe in your church online experience, you're saying, oh, we've got to be 45 minutes. I would say add another five minutes uh, and go to a 50 minute service. It's that important.
1: All right. Point number five says it needs to be visual. And I cannot agree with this more. We obviously need to be appealing to all the senses. So show, don't just tell. We're guilty of that all the time. So it needs to be visual.
0: Absolutely. So this is painfully clear in this world where so many of us have shifted to online and so much of our content is online. But what we're doing is just what we used to do, which is stand up and talk. So 65% of your community are visual learners. Think about that. That means two thirds of your people would rather look at a picture or a logo or a video than to listen to you talk. Uh, It's important that you leverage this giving fact in, or this fact in your giving moments. Every giving moment, every weekend needs to have a unique image to go with it. 52 different images to grab their uh, attention. Show a picture of something amazing going on in your your kid's ministry. You know, in the coming months, you're gonna be able to celebrate the, you know, you're going to be celebrate the great things that have been going on on church online. Maybe show some, some charts of like, here's all these people we're reaching or, or maybe present some behind the scenes pictures or, or maybe in the future, uh, you know, it could be an opportunity when we get back to like students going to camp and stuff and retreats. Remember that used to happen? Like student ministry would go away for a weekend. You're going to get a chance to do that again. Uh, show a picture of that, or maybe even a mission strip show, 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 show a picture of, of your people's giving in action every single weekend, uh, in every single giving moment, have a different image to drive home the core message of your giving talk.
1: That's good. All right. Well, between you and I, we have hosted our our share of services. We've done (laughs) our share of giving moments. Yes. We've also sat through a few services over the years. So of all these ingredients that you've talked about, do you have one that is a favorite of yours?
0: Mm hmm. What, what about you? I'd love to hear yours. You well, I kind of to...
1: already leaked that the personal story piece is important yes. to me, whether it's a personal story on the part of how the person facilitating the giving moment mm-hmm. um, experiences generosity or, or whether it's a personal story of somebody that's been impacted by the ministry. Mm-hmm. Something that kind of appeals to my love for quote unquote, based on a true story. Yes. That's my favorite.
0: Yeah, I love it. So I I would say my piece would be the thank you piece. Like I, for me, I am shocked how many times we don't do this as a church. We don't slow down and say, thank you. Like, and we don't, we, we don't, it's an incredibly spiritual moment in our service where people, you could tell I'm passionate about this, but you could take, you know, it's an incredibly spiritual moment when people decide, yeah, you know what? I'm going to choose to not just live for me, but now I'm going to try to give uh, and that ultimately what that's communicating is saying, I'm going to trust God in this moment. I'm choosing rather than to say, I want to keep this all for myself. I, I want to give to s- to someone else. And so to me, that's an incredibly spiritual moment. And I just think it's, we miss an opportunity. I also think and we write a little bit about this in the blog post. There's some, uh, there's like a bonus area here, some little pet peeves that I hear people say that just drive me up the wall. Uh, and so it's like, watch your language. What Be very precise on the language in this moment, because we know that there's a certain amount of anxiety when churches talk about money. And sometimes if we just, if we just think clearly, we can avoid some problems with it. So like one of those is when I've heard people say uh, this whole thing that we're going to uh, either take up or collect today's offering. People used to say that when we were in person, they would say, oh, we're, you know, our, our our greeting team is going to come and collect today's offering. That is such bad language. That gives the idea that this is like a collection service, a tax service, and and we're they're paying like a temple tax. That's not it at all. It's our honor. It's our privilege to receive today's offering. You, two people are choosing to give. So let's use the language of them choosing to give, not us collecting something from them. The other one that bugs me too is, and I get the heart for this. They would say something like, "Hey, feel under feel no pressure to give today." And that's like, that's lazy language. I understand why, they're, why people are saying that because they they don't want to pressure people, particularly that are new, right? They're like, hey, you're new, you're here for the first time. I think you'd be better to say something like, hey, if you're new here, feel under no obligation to give. This part of the service is for people who attend our church regularly, who who are a part of our ministry. The thing I love about that kind of language, two things, first of all, if someone's new here today, God could be speaking to them and saying, give to this church. That could happen. So we don't want to, tell them to not listen to that. So you want to say, you know, no obligation or feel no pressure to give today, that sort of thing. You don't want to say, please don't give. And then the other thing, the thing I love about that language around, you know, uh, if you're, you know, kind of tipping what happens here, this uh, this part of the service is for people who attend our church regularly, that's tipping to everyone else or pointing to everybody else. Hey, this is for people. If you're here on a regular basis, you should be giving. This is a part of what uh, is happening here. So again, make it clear, uh, think about the language, be precise, uh, uh, it would be a few of the things I would be encouraging you to think about.
1: All right. So what next steps can listeners take if they want some more help in this area?
0: Okay. So at the bottom of today's show notes or at the bottom of this blog post, we've put together five uh, giving moment samples they're giving talk scripts and actually with accompanying slides we have five different slides that you visuals. use visuals <laughs> for them now this is the thing you i know there's so many of these out online 52 free giving talks and then and people just say like we'll copy and paste that and use that please 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 don't do that that that's lazy you shouldn't be doing that you want to be personalizing you want to making it fit your church. So use these as an example, do the hard work of saying, yeah, I'm going to take this, but then I want to, I'm going to put my own personal spin on it. I'm going to make it fit our culture. Uh, and so again, you just click on that, give us your email address. We'll email all that slides and everything over to you. Uh, and again, thank you for listening in dear listeners of the Unseminary podcast.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, Rich, for writing this article. You can find this and other helpful articles at unseminary.com.